You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! For a while. Cast break it forward, run off the bench, he's in, he's gone! second of the game despite the comeback from the devils all is forgiven the capitals win final score five to four i'd like to say jacob verona we hardly knew ye but of course we knew ye pretty well welcome to the show everybody it's the bob matthews show sportsjourney.com radio network back on the air we are delighted to have you with us well NHL trade deadline got a little interesting yesterday, didn't it? Jacob Vrana and Richard Ponick are gone off to the Detroit Red Wings. We'll talk with J.J. Reagan about that and how the stretch run looks for the Caps in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's go ahead and recap all that happened yesterday when it comes to the trades because the Caps made a couple of moves. And the big one, of course, was sending Vrana to the wings for Anthony Mantha. They also dealt Richard Ponick there. They dealt a first-round draft pick and a second-round draft pick as well. All right, now, and we're going to get into this with J.J. in a few minutes. I know that a lot of folks, you go out on the Twitterverse and people are freaking out all over the place. Oh, draft pick, what are they doing? And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I hated it at first. Of course, I, I hate change pretty much when you have a championship team in any way, shape, or form. Hell, if it was up to me, uh, you know, Jay Beagle would still be there. I'd have talked Matt Niskin in out of retiring. Holtby would have gotten re-signed. That's not realistic. I mean, guys are going to leave. But this was big because, as we all, I think, know by now, and if you don't, here's the deal. Jacob Vrana was supposed to be kind of the future of this team. He was the next wave. Ovi and Backstrom, God love Mark, on play forever. TJ Oshie, another key member of the core of the squad that won the cup, probably going to be gone with the expansion draft in the fall. It's There are fewer and fewer guys in that locker room who have their name on that 2018 cup. Vrana was supposed to be around for a long, long time. You know, really, really fast. He was, as of last year, and you know, a consistent 20 goals a game scorer. So it was a surprise when I heard about it, as it was, I think, for everybody else. Now, looking back on things, hindsight being 2020, maybe it wasn't. Peter Laviolette scratched. He was a healthy scratch for Laviolette a couple of times last week. His, ice, his minutes really went down in the third period. What this shows is this is Peter Laviolette's team. And he's, you know, so Brian McClellan is going to get him the players that he thinks that he needs to win. Now, Anthony Mantha is a young player. He's big. He's fast. He's the kind of guy that Lav wants out in front of the net. You know, Laviolette's whole thing is 
get a bunch of shots in front of the net, have a big guy in front of the net to tap it in. Uh, Anthony Mantha fits that bill. So it, it's going to be, you know, he's he's changing the face of this team and how this team plays. So, you know, the question you ask, and the question I'm going to ask JJ, since he's one of our experts here on it, are the Caps better because of this? Are they worse, or did they stay the same? Now, one reason that they dealt Ponick was to free up salary cap money. Again, salary cap's going to be flat next year. You can't pay everybody, and you got to re-sign Ovi. Uh, there's just there's there's no two ways about it. Number one, he's still producing at an extraordinarily high level, and he's Ovi. You may not, and with with uh, Jacob Vrana being able to go to arbitration, it might just not have happened, and then you would have lost him for nothing. Yeah, giving up a first and a second is a little steep. We'll ask JJ what he thinks about that, but at the very least, you've got a guy who is roughly the same age with different skill sets, but skill sets that are just as high as the guy that you let go. And I mean, you, you compare their statistics, they, it's almost the same. I, I think, I think uh, one of them, and it might be Vron, I'm literally going from memory, there's maybe one two-goal difference in the stats this year between the two of them. Um, so, you know, from that standpoint, I think if talent-wise they wind up being playing at the same level and if Anthony Mantha makes this team better, then it's okay. As much as I don't like change, you know, let's face it, this team went out in the first round the last two years and Jacob Vrana didn't score a goal uh, in the playoffs the last two years. Capitals also got Michael Raffle for the Flyers for a 2021 fifth-round draft pick. He's 32 years old. He can play center as well as forward. That's adding some depth. Uh, we'll just have to, you know, that that's more of a depth move. I mean, the big move uh, was Anthony Mantha, and we will just see how it goes. Capitals insider J.J. Reagan joining us to talk a little hockey. Welcome back, my friend. Glad to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Uh, uh, now, is this going to become, is the beard going to, uh, not that this is on video, so nobody can see it's theater of the mind, but will this become a full-fledged Stanley Cup playoff beard that you're sporting here in a few weeks? Oh, you know, I haven't thought about doing the Stanley Cup beard. I, I probably should. Yeah, the beard came, the beard came when I was married and we went on our honeymoon and my wife said, just grow it out. And I thought, you know what, this beats shaving every day, so I'll just keep <laughs> it, but you know. I've kept it trimmed. Maybe I should try the playoff beard. That'd be I'm, fun. I'm thinking, I think you could rock it. I definitely do. Just cons- <laughs> I'm just saying consider it. That's all. All right. Let's, get, let's get to it. Uh, Cause God knows we had a lot of news yesterday at the trade deadline. All right. Jacob, the Jacob Vrana trade. Does this make the capitals better? Does it make it worse or do they stay the same here? That is 
the ultimate question. And because that's what makes this such a gamble. You are a playoff team. You are trying to make the playoff. You're trying to win the Stanley Cup. And you're trading away a piece that helped you win the Stanley Cup the last time you did it. And a big part of the, of the puzzle right now. He's second on the team in five-on-five five goals. That's a right. big piece that you just traded away. Anthony Mantha uh, has the same number of goals as Jacob Ronan this year. If you look at their careers, they are pretty much comparable in terms of their production. But Anthony Mantha has a big body. Now, he's not a big bruiser. He's not a Tom Wilson out there. He's not a big hitter. It's just that he's able to use his body to you know, protect the puck, and he's able to get in front of the net and things like that. Uh, so he fits the mold better of the type of game the Caps want to play than Jacob Vrana does. Jacob Vrana is a fast player. Uh, Anthony Mantha is basically – if you want, you want to compare them – Anthony Mantha is a bigger, more physical version of Jacob Vrana. So does that make the Caps better? Perhaps. I mean, it may be a parallel move. It may be, uh, it may work out because maybe uh, Mantha is a better fit and it may work out because Jacob Vrana was clearly getting a little bit frustrated. And even Brian McClellan said so yesterday, a little bit frustrated with his role. He's a guy that would probably be the focal point of the power play on most teams that he played for. He was not in Washington. Uh, he'd probably be, he could conceivably be a top line player in Detroit was not that in Washington. So, you know, this could be a, great change of scenery for both players it could be totally messed with the chemistry in washington we don't know right on paper it looks like a pretty solid move it looks like a guy who would fit the system better and still you're not trading away production but it is a gamble to be sure this was one of those things that i think it, it underscores why it's so valuable for guys like you guys like me to a much lesser extent but to be able to physically be around the team i mean it, it shocked the hell out of me, but you're with them a lot more than I am. Were you surprised? Did you, you know, was this conceivable? Did you see this happening or at least the possibility of it happening beforehand? Uh, are you talking about trading away Vrana yeah, or trading just a trade general? No, no, no. Trading away Vrana. Yeah. Uh, so this became... This became possible the last few weeks, uh, maybe going back probably about the last month or so. Uh, you just saw in the third period of a lot of games, all of a sudden his his time, his ice time would just plummet. And it, clearly Peter Labulette did not feel comfortable putting him out there in those situations when the team was ahead. Uh, he just didn't like his game in those situations. And look, yeah, he's a goal scorer, but nobody, even when you're ahead, whether you're winning by a lot, by a little, whether you're trailing, nobody wants to come off the ice in the third period. That's when you want to be on the ice. So I'm sure that that affected it a little bit. And then you see him getting scratched twice for two healthy scratches. And then you see the body language where clearly there was some frustration there. So it may have just been a case of a coach and a player not necessarily seeing eye to eye on things which happens. So I think when I, I think that made it possible to the point where it was not quite as stunning uh, had it happened, say, a month ago. Right. All that being said, though, I mean, again, this isn't some, you know, this isn't a fourth line forward, like you said. And like we all know, I mean, Jacob Verano was drafted by the Capitals. He was developed by the Capitals and he helped mm-hmm. the, win a Stanley Cup. I mean, you're trading away a big piece of that core here. You are trading away a big piece of that core, but something also to keep in mind, the last time he scored a playoff goal was in that Stanley Cup final. 
Right. I mean, he, this is a guy whose production has disappeared in the playoffs the last two years. And now uh, the first year after the Stanley Cup, he was clearly dealing with an upper body injury, cl very clearly. And uh, that affected him. Now, of course, we never know what it is. Nobody ever set, tells us anything about in right. terms of injuries. Uh, but he was clearly dealing with an injury. Last year, it got to him. Last year, it got to him mentally. And I, we, you really saw it in the game, I believe it was game three, where he had a, an overtime breakaway. It was stopped. And then Matthew Barzal picked up the puck from there and scored on a breakaway the other way. And you, Jacob Rana, uh, you could see his head down at the bench. He was devastated by that play. Um, and so I, I think this was a question of, okay, so here's a player uh, that has not produced the last two years in the playoffs, who doesn't see eye to eye with the coach, and who, may, who has speed, but ne doesn't necessarily have the physicality that seems to fit our team better. Okay. Is there a trade that could be made where we're trading away a significant piece like Vrana that could potentially make the team better. And in that sense, this is a home run now in terms of price tag. Okay. You can quibble with it a bit because <laughs> it, it's a steep, steep price. Uh, but you know, it's, they didn't just get Mont Mantha in, in this trade. And, and I think, not to go on a tangent here, but um, I, I think that's something that people have to, to keep in mind. The Capitals didn't trade away Vrana, Ponick, a first and a second for Mantha. They traded away. They What they received was Mantha, and they were able to move Richard Ponick's contract right. in exchange for Jacob Vrana, a first and a second. Now, that's still – I would still say that's pretty, that's pretty steep, but – it, you cannot say we they traded away two players and two draft picks for this one guy. That's not what happened. They had to clear the cap space. Even if Richard Ponick can be a useful player for Detroit in terms of this trade, getting rid of the contract was the asset that went to Washington in this case. And believe me on this show, we are all about tangents. So feel free to go off on them, whatever you want. <laughs> Let me, uh, you, you, we read stuff on the Twitterverse, which is never a, a good thing. I, I think a lot of people are looking at this trade through kind of a football lens. For, so as somebody who covers hockey and covers it a lot, obviously one of the things that got everybody's attention, they were not only trading Vrana, but a first round pick too. How, how much capital is there in draft picks in the NHL? We know that in the NFL, you know, football, you're all about draft picks. There is no higher currency than that. Is it the same correlation in hockey or is it different? It's different in that if you are trying to win a cup, draft picks suddenly become meaningless to you. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Draft picks get thrown around like like potato chips uh, when you're trying to win. That's that that's the way the NHL is set up. Now, I, I will yell and scream until I am blue in the face that you should never trade a first-round draft pick for a rental. Um, I, it seems that I'm in the minority in, in that uh, opinion. Uh, but I just don't think that I, if, if the only way you can justify a trade is by saying, well, if you win the cup, it won't matter. That's a bad trade. Uh, but in this case, you know, going back to Mantha, that's not what the Caps got. They got a player with term here and cost certainty. And that is huge in this situation with a flat cap, um, especially a guy like Jacob Rana had arbitration rights. And boy, you're talking about a house of cards there where you're setting up your your team to fit a narrow window for Jacob Ron to fit in. And the arbitrator can just blow that up uh, and, and have you have to reshuffle your team uh, after free agency, free agent frenzy has, has blown up. Um, so to get back to your question, uh, draft picks are very valuable for teams that are trying to rebuild 
But if you are a championship team, it is almost expected that you have to give away those draft picks uh, to make your team better for those runs as almost an acknowledgement that, yeah, we're all in for now. We're not going to worry about the future. We're all in it right now. I, I think teams get a bit too liberal with it. You know, I, like I said about the caps, a first and the second is real steep, even though they, they got, you know, they got to ship out Richard Ponick and they got Mantha. Uh, that is a steep price. But that is, I, that is just the way it is. That's the way business is done when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup. It's those draft picks suddenly do not matter nearly as much as they used to. And then once, once you know, it gets reversed, then all of a sudden, uh, then you recoup those draft picks by trading away everything that's not nailed down to your roster, mm -hmm. as, as we saw from some of the teams that were in that position at the trade deadline. Okay, so it's not an it's not an RG three trade where you give it up three first round draft picks to it, it, quarterback. No, it, it's not like that. It, it was steep and it was significant, but it was not a stop the presses. Everyone needs to come and look at this historic trade the Caps just made. No, it wasn't quite like that. It it made the deadline interesting, more interesting than I than I certainly <laughs> expected it to be for the Caps' right. perspective, but nothing quite quite that extreme. Okay, so we're we're headed towards the playoffs now. To me, the, the fascinating thing about this year is we kind of know how good they are, at least in terms of the division, but that's it. I mean, we have is there any way to get a gauge on how good the Caps really are relative to the rest of the conference or the league? Because they haven't played anybody but the East. No, there's not. And that's what's going to make this absolutely fascinating. Once you get through those two rounds, nobody knows how good these teams are. So you're going to play teams in your division in the first round and the second round. And then after that, you're going to play each of the division winners, or not each, but you're going to have two division winners matched up against each right. other instead of the conference final. It's going to be a, a final four type. Uh, and that's what's going to make it fascinating. And that's why, you know, you see a team like uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Great. Obviously the best team in their division, very clear head and shoulders above. They loaded up at the trade deadline because they couldn't get out of the first round the past few years playing the Boston Bruins. And now they just don't know how good they are when they're going to have to play a team like Boston or Washington or Tampa Bay once they get that far down the line. That is going to be absolutely fascinating. I think Colorado is the best team in the league. Uh, but when they get that far, if they get that far, Maybe they get to a point where all of a sudden Toronto just blitzes them because we've totally undervalued Toronto and totally overvalued Colorado. That is going to make it so fascinating once you get that far in the playoffs because there's really no way for us to know. And, and, and no way to know how, you know, the matchups are going to be or how they're going to react, how mm -hmm. the teams will react. How's the fun? How is, how is it going to work in the playoffs after the first two runs? Are they going to reseed the four teams that come out? Yes, they will reseed the four teams that come out. It will not be geographic. I mean, you know, uh, if the cast make it that far, they could be playing Vegas. They could be playing Colorado uh, for a chance to make it to the Stanley Cup. So it could be fascinating to watch here. Wow. So no uh, conference championship trophies either this year. I guess. No, no conference champions this year. It's just the wow. four divisions, no conferences. So it, it's going to be different. I wonder what they do with the trophies. I guess they'll just leave them at the Hockey Hall of Fame blank this year. Yeah. The, you, you got to wonder about that. All right, my friend. Uh, uh, we will talk to you soon. I appreciate you jumping on here with us for a few minutes. Uh, for folks listening tonight, Caps in action again. And had I thought about it, I would have actually, since they all run together, it's it's some, the Flyers at home tonight. That's it. Yeah, right? that's it. <laughs> Flyers at home. Fans back next week, right? 
Uh, I believe the date yeah, they said it was the 27th. So that so would be I think, a week and a half. I think we're about two weeks. Yeah, two weeks away from that. So looking forward to them uh, being able to unleash the fury in, on some level in, uh, in, in Cap 1. Oh, yeah, that, that'll be nice. And I, they notice it, too, which, you know, usually you get the lip service of, oh, the fans mean so much to us. It is so great, you know, in every sport. Right. Uh, this year, I think they realized with no fans there how much the fans mean. And so when they're playing opposing teams with 10% capacity, they all remark on how different it is, how much more energy is there is in those buildings. So I think everyone is looking forward to seeing Cats fans back in Capital One Arena. Yeah, that would be nice. I hope Chase and the boys in the front office maybe can uh, loosen up the press pass restrictions, get a few more of us in the <laughs> keep, you, keep, keep you and Sam company. <laughs> yeah. JJ, thanks so much. I very much appreciate it, my friend. We will talk to you soon. Hey, anytime. The great J.J. Reagan from NBC Sports Washington. You want to follow him on Twitter. It's at J.J. Reagan NBCS. All right, Caps Flyers tonight. We'll talk about tomorrow. Hey, don't forget, you can catch us anytime you want on the iHeartRadio app as well as Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are sold, and sportsjourney.com. Don't forget that, too. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow, like we said, and like we always say, as the wise men once said. You're on your bike tonight, as always. You wear white. <laughs>